0: Spirit of a Champion presents Encouraging Moments with Bobby Williams. Welcome to another Encouraging Moment. Hi, this is Bobby Williams, and I'm so glad you joined me today. I want to talk to you about the subject, when you need a miracle, go to Jesus in prayer. Over the years, I've seen so many miracles, and I define a miracle as something someone needs that they can't do for themselves. They've tried, they've gone to the doctor, or they've worked really hard in their life. They've done everything they could, but somehow things haven't worked out. Well, a lot of times that's because we just don't have the right partnership, and the right partnership is Jesus Christ, and he loves us so much. But without the Lord, detached from God, the Bible says we really can do nothing. Oh, you can strive and you can make money. You can be successful to a point, but nothing like you could if you would have been with Jesus and under His authority and His and accepted His forgiveness and accepted Him as Lord and Savior. Then it changes everything in a person's life. It transforms them into the creation that God wanted for their life. And so people are confounded today. They have so many issues, so many deep, troubled issues, and when you find yourself in a situation that is out of control or something that you need in your life well the natural thing sometimes is just to take it in your own hands and boy what mistakes we've all made by taking it into our own hands what this subject is today is about when you need a miracle in your life when you truly need a miracle You take it to Jesus in prayer. He promises to answer us and to get us through to the other side, to get us to victory and to answer our prayer. And that's what it's all about. So I hope you have your Bible with you, and we're going to go first into John chapter 5 and read a little text there. I want to mention to you how much I love you in this ministry. We love you in the Lord, and we're praying for you daily. You mean so much to us. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, anything that comes from my lips, let it be edifying and glorifying to you and inspirational and encouraging to my brother or sister in Christ. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Well, I hope you'll go to chapter 5 of John and look in verse 19. Jesus is talking about his authority here. And he's trying to explain, and this is something very important. I hope you get this. In verse 19, Jesus gave them this answer. Very truly, I tell you, the Son of Man can do nothing by himself. He can do only what he sees his Father doing. Because whatever the Father does, the Son also does. For the Father loves the Son and shows him all he does. Yes, And he will show him even greater works than these so that they will be amazed. So Jesus is trying to tell the disciples and Pharisees and Sadducees and all the people that are listening to him of his authority. Jesus was man when he was born into this world, but he was divine. He is God man. And so when he walked on the water, he was God walking on the water but he still had flesh and blood and he did that so he would die on the cross for our sins and make a way for us to get to eternity but he was still part of the godhead and when he makes this statement that he doesn't do anything without the father well that's because they're of one accord you know god the father god the son god the holy spirit and let me give you an example about that when you have water H2O. It's the same thing in three different forms. It can be. It can be ice, right? When you freeze it, it turns into ice. When you melt it, it turns into liquid. It can evaporate into the air like a mist. It can be humidity. It can be just like three different properties of the same thing. And that's what the Holy Spirit is. It's three different properties, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Each of them have different things that they do, but they work in one accord. And Jesus said, Very truly, I say to you, the Son can do nothing by himself. He can do only what he sees his Father doing, because whatever the Father does, the Son also does. For the Father loves the Son and shows him all he does. Yes, And he will show him even greater works than these so that you will be amazed. Well, what were they being amazed by? Well, Jesus had just healed a man at the pool of Bethesda. In the chapter before this, He had just healed a man. And don't you know that man needed a miracle? Don't you know that man was crying out? Don't you know that man was, he was sitting at the edge of a pool in Bethesda, and they had five pools that were there. And when God would send an angel, and the angel would stir the water, and when the water would stir, whoever got in the pool first would be healed. Well, this man was paralyzed, and he had been sitting there and laying there for over 40 years. And you know he was crying out for his miracle. Well, one day Jesus shows up and Jesus asked him, do you want to be healed? Do you want to be healed? And he says, yes. And he didn't even have to get in the pool because Jesus said to him, get up, pick up your mat and walk. See, that's my first point today in this message is when you need a miracle, take it to Jesus in prayer. One of my friends was very upset this last week because one of their loved ones was in a turmoil, an argument over a relationship, and they were very upset over this situation. And you know what came to light is that that person who was starting all the trouble, even though he was a Christian, he was a good person, he hadn't been to church. He hadn't been in four or five weeks. He hadn't talked to the Father. He hadn't been in Bible study. He hadn't been reading the Bible. And so the troubles and confusion of this world got him upset that he upset his family by his attitude and his change of heart and the way he acted towards them. But as soon as he got under the authority of Christ— soon as he knelt down and started praying and praising God and asking for forgiveness, his whole attitude changed again, and he came back to himself. And this is one thing that's so important. When you have a problem in your life and you need a miracle, don't take it out on your family because of the stress and anxiety. Go to God first. Take that problem to him. Just let him know what you need and what it is raise your hands up to God and say, God, I love you so much, but I've got a severe problem going on in my life. And he is Jehovah Jireh, the great provider. And he will open up the heavens for you if you will just follow him daily. When you need a miracle, don't go to the world. Don't go to yourself. Don't try to take a shortcut without consulting with God first. And if you do consult with God, he will lead you and guide you on how you should move forward and how you should work that situation out. And by the way, he'll give you a good attitude and he'll give you wisdom in that situation. And so, if you'll turn with me now to John chapter 6, and we're going to read the story about the feeding of the 5,000. Because these all go together. Here, Jesus had healed the man at the pool of Bethesda. And that man had been over there 40 years, lame, paralyzed. The disciples knew him. He had been crying out to God for his miracle. Jesus shows up, gives him his miracle. The disciples see that he's the miracle-saving waymaker, God incarnate, God-man. They see the evidence that this isn't just a man. This is God. He can heal the sick. He can walk on the water. And now for the next unbelievable thing, he's going to feed 5,000 people. And he tells them before he does it, he says, Listen, you're going to be amazed at what my father shows me. And I can do the same thing that my father does. He equated himself with God, equal to God. And you see, he is equal to God because he is part of the Godhead. That's the point. Take it to the higher court. My second point is... Take your problem to the higher court. Don't just go walking around and throwing your hands up and saying, I can't do anything about it. Some people, it leads them to drinking or smoking dope or doing something terrible because they need an escapism, a way out. And they don't understand that Jesus Christ is the way out. Let me read this to you in John chapter 6. So here it is. It says sometime after this, Jesus crossed to the far shore of the Sea of Galilee and a great crowd of people followed him because they saw the signs that he had been performing by healing the sick. He had been healing the sick, healing the blind, healing the lame, healing the paralyzed like at the pool of Bethesda. And he was talking about it, showing them physically these actions were supernatural power of God was on him, and he was performing these miracles. Then Jesus went up to the mountainside and sat down. When Jesus looked up and saw a great crowd coming toward him, he said to Philip, Where shall we buy bread for these people to eat? He asked this only to test him, for he already had in mind what he was going to do. Philip answered him, It would take more than a half a year's wages to buy enough bread for each one to have a bite, just to have a bite. It would take half a year's wages of a person just for each person out there to have one bite. Another of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, spoke up, Here is a boy with five small barley loaves and two small fish, but how far will they go among so many? Here was a young boy who was willing to give up his bread and fish. Now, that was a huge commodity back then. This boy and his family could eat, but he was willing to give it up to the Lord. Whatever you have, give it unto the Lord. Whatever you have, take it to God. Say, Lord, this is what I have. This is what I have. Will you bless it, God? Will you bless it? Well, he does, and listen to what he says. Jesus said, Have the people sit down. There was plenty of grass in that place, and they sat down. About 5,000 men were there. Then scholars believe there were 20,000 people there because there were 5,000 men, their women, their children, they were all sitting there. And there were other people of leadership like Pharisees, Sadducees, listening to the authority of Christ. Jesus then took the loaves and gave thanks and distributed to those who were seated as much as they wanted he did the same with the fish now so number one when you need a miracle you go before god with what you need and you cry out to him in prayer and you consistently do this for his wisdom and his vision and what to do number two take what you have before god And number three here, God will multiply it and make it to be the perfect amount that you need when you need how you need it. Here he did. Listen to what he did. He took the five small loaves. He took the two fish. Jesus did. And he gave thanks And all of a sudden, miraculously, that bread multiplied. There were hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of loaves of bread. After he blessed it, it multiplied and multiplied. What an amazing miracle. When you need a miracle, don't call on your next-door neighbor for the miracle. Don't call on the government for the miracle. Don't call on yourself for the miracle. Get on your knees before the mighty God who created the universe. You're his wonderful child that he loves. And get before him and say, God, here's what I have. Lord, this is what I have, but this is what I need. And he'll multiply it for you. He'll take care of it for you. And so listen to what it says, though. He did the same with the fish. When they had enough to eat, he said to the disciple, Gather the pieces that are left over. Let nothing be wasted. Here's another thing that Jesus is telling us. You know, just because you have enough and I multiplied it and I give you enough, save some back for the next day. Save some. Make sure you don't just waste it. Don't waste the miracle that God has given. Don't waste it. Be a good steward of what I've given you. Many people, when they have, maybe God's blessed them financially, and they have a whole lot, and they say, well, this will never end. I'll never have drought. I'll never have famine. I'll just spend all I have, and I'll have fun, and I'll have the party, and all that. This is very important. After he blessed the fish, and when everybody had had enough to eat, he said the disciples, gather the pieces that are left. Let nothing be wasted. So don't waste the money that you have. On foolish things and just riotous living. So they gathered and filled 12 baskets with the pieces of five barley loaves left over by those who had eaten. What a mighty miracle our God is. My next point is that when Jesus enters into your situation, it's forever. When you say yes to God and you become his child, you can go back and back and back to him and ask for blessings, and ask for favor, and ask for your miracle, and he will answer you. When he answers the miracle, it's not going to just be a little. It will be a downfall of rain of whatever you need. It's just going to be a multiplication. Gather the pieces that are left. Let nothing be wasted. So they gathered them and filled them, 12 baskets, with the pieces of the five barley loaves left over. So we don't have a finite God. Finite means an end, but infinite means forever and ever and ever and ever. So that's who we serve. When you go before God, don't place handcuffs on God and say, oh gosh, I'm not sure you can, and I don't know if you can. Have faith in God. When you go before him, that's what he wants. He wants great faith. Hebrews eleven six 6 says, without faith... It's impossible to please God because those who serve him must believe that he is and believe that he's a rewarder of those who follow him. God wants us to have faith when we go before him and know he's the God of infinity. He's the God of the universe. He's the God forever and ever and ever. And he is all powerful and he is almighty. Nothing is too hard for him. After the people saw the sign Jesus performed, They began to say, surely this is the prophet who has come into the world. Jesus, knowing that they had intended to come and make him king by force, withdrew again to a mountain by himself. Jesus was much more and is much more than a king. He is the king of kings, the Lord of lords, the great I am, the great God. So when you need your miracle, when you come to the point in your life when you cannot do You cannot fix it. You have no answers for this situation. Just go before God and let Him rescue you. Place your life right now. If you haven't done this, if you haven't placed your life in Jesus' hands, if you haven't made Him Lord and Savior, I just really pray that you would do that today. Change your life forever. I did that so long ago. I was a young boy, and I ran down the aisle of a Baptist church to give my life to Christ. And man, I am so thankful that I did because in my own life, not because I'm better, but because I'm saved and because I'm under his authority and because I walk with him and talk with him every day, he answers my prayers. And I humbly say, Thank you, Jesus. There's power in the name of Jesus. Let's go before him right now for your miracle. Dear Heavenly Father, I know that my brother or sister out here needs a miracle. Lord, I know that you're the God of infinity. You're the God of all power. You are the creator of heaven and earth. You are the King of kings, the Lord of lords, the Lamb of God, the true vine, the great shepherd, the great I am, Jehovah Jireh. You are everything, Lord, to us. You're the first and the last, the alpha and the omega. Father, we cry out to you today for our brother or sister in Christ in their time of need and the miracle that they need, Lord touch them with your Holy Spirit. Because God, you're the God of multiplication. You're taking them through the fear and getting them into faith again. You're helping them to walk away from doubt and going into hope with you, Lord Jesus. Lord, I just thank you for this day today. I thank you, Lord, that you're a God that allows us the privilege to come before you and ask you for a great, mighty miracle in our lives. Father, we adore you. We praise you in advance for the answer that you're bringing in this situation for my brother or sister in Christ. Take care of them and help them in their time of need. Give them their miracle that they need today. Through the power of Jesus' name, amen and amen. Well, you're important to this ministry. I love you in the Lord. I'm so thankful I have this time with you. If you can, go back to John chapter 5 and 6 and read these mighty miracles. It will build up your faith, and you'll be strong in the Lord. And remember that Jesus told us to pray to Him. When we need things, God will provide if we just go before Him and throw ourselves to Him at His feet and He'll have the mercy and kindness and love and compassion, and He'll take care of us. Do that today. Remember to go to EncouragingMoments.com and get free resources. We update them all the time. You can listen to this podcast. You can watch some of my videos. You can sign up for our free newsletter. We love you in the Lord. Until next time, be encouraged. Thank you for listening to Encouraging Moments with Bobby Williams. For more Encouraging Moments, go to spiritofachampion.com or join us on Facebook at Encouraging Moments with Bobby Williams.